the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a Christ follower, your, your eternity is secure. There's nothing that can take that away. You start demolishing those strongholds. You start taking those thoughts captive. You start experiencing God's best. And that'll be for your good and His glory. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. I love the great Adrian Rogers. He's in heaven now, but he once said, the devil would rather get gets you to think wrong than to do wrong. If you do wrong, you might get right. But if you think wrong, you may not even know you need to get right. That's why that great motivator and leader who's also in heaven used to say, Zig Ziglar, he would say, you need to get rid of your stinking thinking. You need a check up from the neck up. He understood that the way we think, our our mind makes so much difference. And so you have to decide whether or not you're going to fight this battle that's taking place from the enemy's lies in your mind. So how do you do this? How do you battle the enemy's lies? What do you think? How do you battle a lie? Somebody shouted out, how do you battle a lie? Truth. So what is truth? Well, that was Pilate's question to Jesus. What is truth? It's a reality or that which corresponds with reality. What's a lie? It's unreality or that which does not correspond with reality. And so here's the truth. There is nothing or no one that's bigger or stronger than our God. So some of us are letting the enemy, Satan, live rent-free in our minds and we're accepting his unrealistic falsehood, his lies. The only way to win the battle is to intentionally wage war. You'll never do this just thinking one day it'll get better. And as I'm going to share with you, I don't think you'll do this even just praying, help it to get better one day, Lord. We don't do this in our own strength, but we do this through strength that God makes available to us through the power of the gospel. Some of you in your faith journey, you're at the place where you think the gospel, that reality of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is only about that which gets you to heaven. It's only about your salvation. But the Bible teaches that the power of the gospel is, is what we need in daily life. And in fact, this is what the Bible says. The same power that conquered the grave is available to you. Do you believe that, church? The same power that Jesus used to conquer death, is that available to you? Yes, I believe it is. So I want to pray the gospel over my marriage. Why? Because marriage is simply two sinful human people committed and covenanted to stay together for a lifetime. How in the world are you going to do that? Only through the power of the gospel. I want to pray the power of the gospel over my career. Why? 
Because in this world, I'm going to get caught up in self and build my platform and, and focus on pride. So the only way I'm going to conquer that is through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can say that in every aspect of your life. It's the power of the gospel. So here's the good news. Just like we have to understand the reality that we're at war, this passage teaches us that there are resources every Christ follower has. We have divine power. Say that phrase. We have divine power. So look again at these verses, verse 4 and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient Christ. If you're a Christ follower, the Bible says that you have divine power. And with that divine power, you can demolish strongholds. You can take thoughts captive and you can experience God's best. So we had better understand what a stronghold is. You know what a stronghold is? Eric Mason says a stronghold is a mindset, a value system, or a thought process that hinders your growth. Kind of like that. A mindset, a value system, or a thought process. It hinders your growth. So something in your mind that is just causing a hiccup. It's keeping you from experience what God wants you to do. Another person calls this a, a stubborn disposition. Some of you, <laughs> man, you love Jesus. You're faithful to your church. But you've got a stubborn disposition. You've got a stronghold over something silly. It, I might could rephrase that. A, a cranky mindset. And so everybody around you, when, when you come up, they go, why are they so negative? Why are they always telling me something negative? Because you've got a stubborn disposition. It's a stronghold in your life. I love this definition that I've adopted from something I read years ago from Beth Moore. as She wrote that study primarily for ladies called Breaking Free. But, but this is what I came up with. A stronghold is anything in our life that consumes our mental and emotional energy, pretending to be greater. Remember, Satan is a deceiver. He's the father of what? He's the great pretender. So it's not true, but he pretends to be greater than the presence, the power, and the purposes of God. Thus, it robs us of the fulfillment available to every follower of Christ. So we listen to the lies of the enemy, and we buy into what Satan is pretending to tell us. And as a result, we miss out on God's power, we miss out on his purpose, and we miss out on the fullness of his presence. But specifically, why did Paul use that word stronghold? In that day in particular, a, a stronghold would have referred to a fortress, a, a tower that was a protected place, high. So when we go on the journeys of Paul, we will stop in Corinth, and there you will see in a mount right outside of Corinth this ancient stronghold. This castle structure built into the rock. And you can look at that and begin to think, wow, how, how in the world could somebody tear that down? But, but maybe my better example of that, my favorite, is in Normandy, France. And ironically, we're also taking a mission trip to London and to France in March. I'd love for you to go with me on that. But we'll go to Normandy. And when you stand over the beaches of Normandy... You stand on the cliffs where the Allied forces and our American forces came in at D-Day. 
you, you can stand in the old German bunkers. And when you're standing in those bunkers, you're thinking, wow, no wonder they were so confident. They had the stronghold. They had the high place. It would take a miracle for someone to beat them. It also just makes you so grateful for the sacrifice where thousands of men died that day as they were climbing those hills, as they were tearing down the strongholds. Stronghold is a high place. In the Old Testament, I just read it through the scriptures. I'm reading through it again. It's interesting when you start hearing about the kings. You can even hear of good kings. And you know what the Bible says about these good kings? They loved the Lord, but they didn't get rid of the high places. So there are some of you here that are not followers of Christ. That's just facts. I don't know you. I'm not pointing fingers at you, but be confident that some of you are not followers of Christ. But a church is where primarily followers of Christ gather. So let me speak to Christ followers for a second. Some of you are not dealing with the high places in your life. There are strongholds that have come in and, and you've just grown okay with it. In fact, in some of these sinful attitudes and actions, you've got, it's like your pet. You nourish it, you feed it. See, somebody said a stronghold is not just something that's holding on to you. A stronghold is something that you're holding on to. So what about that? A lot of people have that trouble. For us today, a stronghold is a fortress in our mind and our hearts that the enemy uses to attack us. It's the thoughts and the plans and the intentions that lead to sin and disbelief. It's the ideas that keep God at a distance in our lives. It's the mental strongholds that are raised against the knowledge of God. I want you to understand something today. The best I can encounter scripture, a stronghold is anything in your life that takes a higher place than Jesus Christ. Because we just go through the list. Maybe there are some addictive behaviors and sinful habits. Maybe there's some emotions that you just said, I've always been this way. For a lot of you, it's unforgiveness, and we're going to deal with that in a couple weeks. For some, you're driven and you're held on by this stronghold of insecurity. You don't know who your identity is. I see that a lot among pastors even. Because all our identity just becomes being a pastor. And so what happens? One day you're not the pastor anymore. And I've heard one of my good friends say this recently. I, 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 don't, I don't know who I am after this. It's a stronghold. But the reality, what we've said is there's nothing in your life, no addiction, no hurt, no emotion, no mentality that's greater than the presence and the power and the purpose of God. So these strongholds, we've got to call them what they are. They're lies that we believe and they serve as a, as a base for the enemy to build his camp and come into our life and attack us. So today you've got to determine, I'm not going to believe the enemy. I am going to tear down the strongholds. So how do we do that? Well, we've said Christ's followers have the divine power that's necessary to knock down strongholds. How do we utilize that power? Well, it takes resolve. That's the third thing I want you to see. There's a resolve every Christ follower must maintain. 
We demolish strongholds. We take thoughts captive. And we experience God's best thanks to the power of the gospel. In just a moment, I want you to keep looking at that. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you whether or not you're committed to that resolve. So I want us to say those phrases together. We're not a name it and claim it kind of church. But there are some things in scripture when God makes it clear, you're supposed to name it. And you're supposed to say, God, I'm going to keep my end of this. You keep your end of this. So look at it again on the screen. Who are we? What do we do? What is our resolve? Is every Christ followers? Is it up there? Is every Christ follower? We demolish strongholds. We take thoughts captive. And we experience God's best thanks to the power of the gospel. We're going to say those phrases right now. We demolish strongholds. Say it again. We demolish strongholds. Number two, we take thoughts captive. We take thoughts captive. Number three, and we experience God's best thanks to the power of the gospel. What is Paul saying? He's saying, get out there on the battlefield, wage war, and take prisoners. Do you understand that? You're not going to win this game of life by thinking you can just show up at church one hour or two hours a week and you can say a prayer at mealtime and you can read some little devotional book. You've got to understand this is war and you've got to wage war and you've got to take prisoners. Listen again to this passage from the message. This is a paraphrase of scripture. Matter of fact, a couple of you are already napping, so the rest of you just close your eyes and take this in. I got a good view from up here. Hey, the world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they're for demolishing that entirely massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of the life shaped by Christ. You know what that's saying? You can open your eyes. You know what that's saying? There's a battle for your brain. And until you acknowledge that, you're forfeiting God's best. You'll not experience the abundant life. You'll not walk in peace and joy in all that God has intended for you. But God's given you the divine power to win the battle. So how do you do that? You knock down strongholds. You take those lying thoughts captive. Rick Warren has been a practical teacher of Scripture for many, many years. I was listening to him on this subject, and, and part of what he said, I, I just want to give back to you just three phrases, really, from him. But I, I think it summarizes how we demolish these strongholds, how we take these thoughts captive. First of all, he says, you feed the mind. Say, feed the mind. So a lot of you made New Year's resolution. Only 17% of you are still keeping up with those this far into the month of January. It's because that doesn't work. That's just behavior modification. Um, but some of you have said, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise. Because if I want health in my body, I recognize those are things that have to happen. I have to control what comes into my body. And I have to control the energy that I exert out of my body. That's a big part of the prescription to health. Well, it makes sense that if we want our mind to be spiritually healthy, we have to feed it with the right things. 
So what do we feed our mind with? What do we feed our mind with the battlefield? What do you think, church? It's the word of God. So I'm reading through the scriptures. As I told you, the McShane plan again this year. Uh, This week I was in Matthew 4. And in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is being tempted. There's a battle for his brain. Isn't it great? You're told that there's nothing you've faced that he hasn't already faced. So there's a battle from the enemy, same enemy for his brain. And here's what he says in verse 4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The word of God is our sword. It's our strength. It's our shield. We fight the enemy of the mind with scripture. But the reality is you can't quote what you don't know. You can't apply that which you have not gotten into your life. That's why scripture says study to show yourself approved. That's why scripture says your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Oh, make a decision early in this year to get into the word of God. Find something that captivates you, that encourages you, that motivates you to stay in the word of God. Feed the mind. But there's a second thing. We feed the mind, but we must also free the mind. Say free the mind. This is where you just need to get rid of the junk. Now we're going to talk about this a lot next week. But there's a verse in scripture, 1 John 1, 9. Here's what it says. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And that's where a lot of you stop. Aren't you grateful for God's forgiveness? Just give him a hand clap, clap of praise for his forgiveness. I'm so thankful. Man, whenever I think of who God is, one of the first things always comes to my mind is I think about his forgiveness, his grace. But that's not the end of the verse. It says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And what? cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Can you believe that? God tells you that when you look to him, when you get rid of the junk, he will give you the cleansing that you need. More about that next week. Let me give you the third thing. We feed the mind, we free the mind, and then we focus the mind. Say focus the mind. I want you to understand something. When God has us tear down something, the strongholds in our life, when we need to get rid of it, he always replaces it with something better. And that's a struggle some of you are having. Remember I said it's a pet sin, something you're holding on to. You really don't want to get rid of it. I like the way I feel when I do this. I like the way I feel when I take this. I like the way I feel when I'm around that person. And we make that fatal mistake of determining our actions based on our feelings rather than our beliefs. When we focus the mind, what we're saying is, God, I understand that anything I get rid of that I don't need, the junk in my life, you're going to replace it with something better. You're going to replace it with the best. Do you understand that? That's who he is. This morning... So I I think it's important that you know that as a pastor, as a preacher, as a teacher, that I spend time in the Word apart from how I'm studying to to share with you. So this morning early, I was going through that McShane plan, and then I spent time in the Psalms, and then times in the Proverbs, then I opened Oswald Chambers and read my utmost for his highest. And today, I love when God is fresh and speaks to us about what we're talking about. Today in Oswald Chambers, it says, God never tells us to give up things just for the sake of giving them up, but he tells us to give them up for the sake of only one thing worth having, namely life with himself, Jesus the Christ. 
Tony Evans says Satan and his demons are like cockroaches when the light comes on. They scatter because Satan can't handle the truth. Like that great movie says, you can't handle the truth. He can handle you and your ideas. But when you come at these strongholds with scripture from the perspective of what God says, you'll experience a change in your thinking that will result in a change in your life. So I preached from this passage a number of years ago, and I I gave you this proclamation, this personalization of these verses from Chuck Swindoll. I want to do that again. Here it is. This is what I want you to leave with this resolve. For though I walk in the flesh, I am not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of my warfare are not my own flesh, But I have divine power to destroy strongholds. I destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against my knowledge of God. And I take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's the resolve, Christ follower, that you can have. When you understand the reality that we are waging war, when you utilize those resources of divine power, you can have the resolve to demolish strongholds, to take thoughts captive, and to experience God's best. So I've just got one question for you. Why not the best? Oh, why would you go on settling for mediocrity and the same old, same old when you could experience God's best. What happens when you choose to have this resolve? Get this, it's where we started. Your mind is renewed. And what happens when your mind is renewed? You move from tension to tranquility. You move from chaos to confidence. You move from stress to strength. You move from pressure to peace. So why not the best? If you're a Christ follower, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. The hard work, the heavy lifting, the battle's already been fought. We won. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the hood I grew up in. You don't know the battles I'm facing. You don't know the abuse that's been done to me. I do not know that, but I do know this. Colossians 2, 15 says, and he, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. When you face Satan's evil schemes and his wicked lies, you tell him to go right back to hell where he'll ultimately spend eternity. So you've got to decide. There's a great illustration of this earlier this week. We were playing a game in our house, but Monday night football was on. We, we weren't watching the game, but one of my sons looked over and said, there's an ambulance on the field. I've never seen that. So we stopped the game and we all went and stood in front of the TV and we realized what was happening with DeMar Hamlin. And you know what happened. He died on the field and was resuscitated. Later we found out he died again in the ambulance and was resuscitated. And people around the world began to pray for this football player who stopped breathing with this freak accident injury on the football field. And and later in the week, we began to hear that he was awake 
and, and that he took a note and, and wrote a note to the doctor. Look at this. This is what he said. Doctor said that after DeMar Hamlin awakened last night, he asked in writing, who won the game? Doctors told him, yes, you won. You've won the game of life. Now, here's the deal. Some of you are spending your time and you're spinning your wheels, just focusing on the battles, the skirmishes you're facing. And the reality is, you are already a champion. If you are a Christ follower, your, your eternity is secure. There's nothing that can take that away. You start demolishing those strongholds. You start taking those thoughts captive. You start experiencing God's best. And that'll be for your good and His glory. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.